48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Julian Quayle. The top story is a surge in imported cases of COVID-19 leads to questions about Hong Kong's border controls. There are calls for pupils to walk to school when classes resume this week. And the families of 12 Hong Kong people detained in Shenzhen demand answers on where exactly mainland officers pick them up. An infectious disease expert has called on Hong Kong to plug gaps in its border control measures, especially for transit passengers, after a surge in the number of imported coronavirus cases. The Centre for Health Protection reported 23 new COVID-19 cases today, the highest in nearly a month. 19 cases were imported, the highest single-day figure since late July. Here's Dr. Leung Shi Chu from the Hong Kong Medical Association. The bulk of the cases were due to importation. We still have a single-digit number of locally transmitted cases. There is no clear signal of a major rebound in the local transmission, but we need to close all relevant loopholes in our gut versus importation of cases because there is deterioration in the global pandemic, especially in many parts of Asia and also in the United Kingdom and in Europe. Several school principals have agreed that pupils should return to campuses from Wednesday, despite a recent COVID-19 case involving a primary school child. James Land from Lands College says he's most worried that pupils could get infected on their way to school and said those who can walk within 45 minutes should do so. He added that teachers shouldn't rush into teaching the curriculum but should teach pupils how to lower infection risks. Education sector lawmaker Ip Kinyuan agrees, saying returning to school can be stressful. We have to show that we support the students. Some of the students during the long period without normal classes, with only lessons on the web, they might have lagged behind very much and there might be a kind of stress among themselves. If the school stressed very much on catching up with the curriculum, these students might be under a very stressful situation. The Democratic Party's district councillors say the government's third round of anti-epidemic funding has left many sectors without the support they need. They say the $24 billion fund does nothing for pet service businesses, internet cafes, vendors at wet markets and smaller food vendors. They also want everyone in Hong Kong to get another $10,000 handout and subsidies for unemployed people. Wu Jiwai is the party's chairman. A lot, a lot of, we call SME, uh, operator. They don't get any subsidies at all. And that is the basic problem. The money is put not on the hands of those people really need it, but um, simply put on those um, being picked up by the government. So I think the direction itself is wrong. Relatives of 12 Hong Kong people detained in Shenzhen while allegedly attempting to flee to Taiwan have demanded that the police investigate exactly where they were caught. Mainland officials say the 12 were intercepted in mainland waters and are being held on suspicion of crossing the border illegally. The families also want the Hong Kong government to make sure the lawyers they appointed can meet the clients and to send a representative to the detention centre. Speaking outside police headquarters, a spokesman for the families, Owen Chow, said several questions remained. Whether it is well thought of the detainee, the reason of refusing the lawyer visit or whether the Chinese Coast Guard enter Hong Kong waters to enforce the law, etc. The Hong Kong government only use official information from China, becomes a willing mouthpiece of the Chinese side, and has never provided any details or sent anyone to China to clarify the doubt. 
The North District Hospital said it had to discard four packs of blood plasma after its staff failed to refrigerate them. The hospital said the packs were delivered by the Red Cross Blood Transfusion Service on September the 8th. It said hospital staff left the packs inside a delivery box because of communication problems. The box was sent back to the transfusion service the next day where the packs were found. The hospital has apologised. A judge in the United States has blocked the Commerce Department from requiring Apple and Google to remove the Chinese-owned WeChat app for downloads. The court in California found in favour of a group of users of the app, which is owned by a Hong Kong-listed Tencent. The preliminary injunction also suspended a ban on other transactions with WeChat, which have been due to take effect in the next few hours. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. A mass protest in the Thai capital Bangkok has ended with an unprecedented call for reform of the monarchy. At the close of the two-day demonstration, activists handed over their demands to the city's police chief. They also cemented a plaque into the ground in the royal quarter where they were protesting. It proclaimed that the country belonged to the people, not the king. Benika Wan-Icha, a former opposition politician, took part in the protests. Never before had Thailand has this kind of frank, bold, clear demand to solve the heart of the problem of Thailand's politics, the role, the status, the power of the monarchy, especially the relationship between the monarchy and the politics. Thailand's royal family is protected from criticism by strict laws and previous detractors have been sent to prison. Student-led protests against the government and the monarchy began two months ago. More are planned. Britain, France and Germany say a US move to reimpose UN sanctions on Iran over its nuclear program has no illegitimacy. The BBC's Alan Johnston reports on this major diplomatic rift in the transatlantic alliance. In a joint statement, the British, French and Germans said that because the Americans had abandoned the international nuclear agreement with Iran, they couldn't now use a clause in it to reinstate a sanctions regime. President Trump stormed out of the accord two years ago, but Washington argued that as an original signatory of the deal, it could still use it to put sanctions back in place. And overnight, it said it had done that. The U.S. regards the U.N. sanctions regime as now being back in force and it has warned of consequences for those who violate it. India's parliament has passed controversial agricultural reform bills which have led to extensive protests by farmers. The Prime Minister Narendra Modi called it a watershed moment in the history of Indian agriculture. BBC's Jeru Shahani reports. There were chaotic scenes in the upper house of parliament in India when the agriculture bills were tabled, with opposition leaders saying a proper vote was not allowed. Nevertheless, the bills were passed, fueling anger not just in the ranks of the opposition, but amongst many farmers as well. They have been staging protests for days. Many say the new laws remove support and guaranteed prices for their produce. The Prime Minister Narendra Modi tweeted that the minimum support price would continue and the reforms would empower millions of Indian farmers. To sport and a Slovenian cyclist, Tadej Bajakaris, to become the youngest winner of the Tour de France in more than a century. There have been celebrations in the 21-year-old's home country after he produced a remarkable performance to take the lead on the race's penultimate day from his fellow countryman, Primoz Roglic.
The final stage, ending in Paris in a few hours, is largely a procession. Pachakar said his dream had only ever been to take part in the tour, describing his victory as unbelievable. Tomasz Koszka is Slovenian TV's commentator on the tour. Everybody was watching Tour de France yesterday. This is was crazy. Here, here is euphoria. Everybody just talk uh, in the pubs, in the in the in the streets uh, about cycling. <laughs> Even old ladies, <laughs> when they go to the shop, they talk about cycling, and it's really funny. But yeah, Tour de France is something something big. In football, Tottenham have won the first of today's four Premier League games, coming back from a goal down to beat Southampton five two. Korean star Sun Heung-min scored four of the goals. The second game of the day has just concluded with Brighton beating Newcastle 3-0. Chelsea take on champions Liverpool and Leicester host Burnley overnight. Golf and 21-year-old Matthew Wolf heads the field going into the final round of the US Open victory. He leads by two shots over fellow American Bryson DeChambeau at winged foot in New York. Wolf has been in contention in recent events on the PGA Tour, but this is a major. Definitely can't count anyone out of the tournament, but I think I'm going to go out there and just do my thing. I mean, it's golf. Anything could happen, especially at a course like this. So I know if I keep calm and not let my emotions get the best of me, I should have a really good chance. In the NBA playoffs, the Eastern Conference Series saw a 117-106 victory for the Boston Celtics, who now trail the Miami Heat by two matches to one over the best of seven series. And in Game 1 of Ice Hockey Stanley Cup Finals, Dallas Pete. Tampa Bay 4-1. And to end the news, the top story is once again a surge in imported cases of COVID-19 leads to questions about Hong Kong's border controls. There are calls for pupils to walk to school when classes resume this week and the families of 12 Hong Kong people detained in Shenzhen demand answers on where exactly mainland officers pick them up. The news from RTHK. More great music coming up. We're going to jump ahead before we jump back to the 50s. Here's some 70s. I got some Rufus Shaka Khan, Kate Bush, Johnny Mitchell coming up. I got Elton and Neil, Blondie, the Beatles, Eagles, you name it. I got it. Here's Tramps, Disco Inferno.
Hi, I'm Lazy Lion. To fight this pandemic, take preventive measures when commuting. Avoid rush hours and busy times and take advantage of flexible working hours. Wear a mask when taking a ride. If possible, open the windows to ventilate the vehicle. Clean your hands with liquid soap and water or alcohol-based hand rub after using public transport or touching public facilities. Social distancing can help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Tips for you and me to prevent COVID-19. Radio 3. Moving on to Curtis Mayfield, a rare soul singer who, like Stevie Wonder and Smokey Robinson, wrote and produced most of his songs, including this one. Here he is with Move On Up. 